Non, c'est ce que je disais. Oui, moi, c'est bâté, c'est de la blague. Après tout, tout est beau. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver belles. The time has come. Catherine Bigelow. Being uh, characteristically a pessimist and cynic, this and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life. Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? No! I remember quite clearly it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel in the Sun. Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. Michelangelo Antonioni. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Palm d'Or. Adele, Leia, and Abdel Abdel Keshi. Hi everybody, welcome to Filmotomy 6. Uh, this is our sort of uh, looking back reflection on Star Wars and uh, Star Wars toys that we had. Um, I'm Biad Garner and joined by the amazing Robin. Oh, is that, oh that's me, is it? Wow, thank you. <laughs> nice to be back on the show. And I'm joined by the even more amazing Jonathan. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Jonathan's, you know, a bit more amazing because he's, you know, more regular yeah, he than is. someone else. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a full time and I'm a part time, and I get it. I get it. <laughs> Sorry, that's just how it is. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> um, so, why are we talking about Star Wars? Is there any sort of particular reason? No, or is I it just, just a case? I just thought when you, you mentioned obviously May, uh, May the Fourth, and I, I don't really need an excuse to talk about Star Wars. And I always mean to write about it, and I meant to do it for like the 40th anniversary, and I didn't. So perhaps we can do something that's a little bit more fun because the content recently including the last <laughs> podcast it's been quite dark which which is good yeah. but it'd be nice just yeah. to because it's about toys and grubby kids and plus yeah. my kid's got a project where she has to um draw or stick pictures of what her mum and dad played with so i was like <laughs> i'll go first yeah and i thought that'll coincide with this because we watched we watched uh, empire strikes back today so yeah so that's uh, main, one oh, of the yeah. main reasons i think and I just to just a quickly, um, what mm. is our favourite Star Wars film? Because you just men- mentioned Empire Strikes Back, and that's my favourite one. That's, so. that's my favourite, and it it is the best of of all of them. Yeah. What about you, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, Empire Strikes Back, but you know, yeah, I'll go with. I'll say uh, the last one, the Last Jedi, was actually really strong too. So it's between those two. Mm. Yeah. Um, and growing up as, as kids, I, I expect that we all had Star Wars-related toys. Yeah, um, Being a, a girl, I feel like a girl. <laughs> a, a woman. <laughs> I still feel like a girl half the time. I look the same size. I haven't grown since I was, like, 12. Um, B-walk. I, I, yeah, <laughs> B-walk. <laughs> um... My experience is probably a bit different towards uh, to you guys. I um because I don't know. I was 
been I was a bit of a tomboy and I loved Star Wars growing up. I think I was about like nine, ten when I first watched the films, mm. and it really sort of blew me away. But my so I was a bit embarrassed to ask for Star Wars toys because yeah. it was kind of a uh, not embarrassed as in you know that. I thought, like, if I asked my parents for them, they might not buy me them because it was all sort of uh, Barbie dolls and My Little Pony and Polly Pocket and all that sort of thing. Um, You know, those dolls that cried and I can't remember, Baby Borns, that's them. And it was all that sort of stuff and Furbies. And I didn't want any of that. I really wanted to just play with, like... Uh, I remember really wanting my own sort of lightsaber as as a kid. Uh, I thought, well, if I ask ask for one, I kind of like I looked a bit like a boy as well. Had really sh- short hair. As, um, I would always wear dungarees and Doc Martins, and um, I kind of went. I loved like the Beano comics and Dennis Menace yeah. which is a bit different to the Americans Dennis Menace, this is a cool one um, and I was really into all that sort of thing so and I was already teased at school about it so I thought if I had Star Wars toys and then friends came around like girlfriends, they would think I was a bit of a, a weirdo yeah. so I spent most of my time, I had I did get key rings, and I um, remember having a Padme. Is it Padme? Yeah. The the one the uh, Natalie Portman's character. Yeah. I had. Yeah, that's Padme. Yeah, I had her on a key ring, and I couldn't find the actual action figure of her, but I had her on a key ring, which I got out of. I can't remember where I got it from. It was somewhere really bizarre. I think it was like um, a you know one of those machines where you. A claw machine where you put in money, try and pick it up and win toys and stuff. And I had her and I was obsessed with her. Like she went around with me wherever I went. In my pocket, I would play and make it imagine. But she was was like, she was a bit better than uh, Princess Leia in my eyes because she did a bit more. Like she was sort of running around. Well, she did in like the first episode, you know, before she suddenly went all soppy and was all in love with Anakin mm. and, and then became pregnant and then did nothing um, <laughs> but in the first of she was like pretty a- action based, I really liked her character so she always went around with me in my pocket to school and you know I thought well it's only small, no one's really going to see it and it was kind of like my sort of secret and um and then one day she fell off the chain and I lost her. Oh, and I was devastated. Um, it was really upsetting. And I think nowadays it's a bit more acceptable for girls. Well, I, I, I think it's better. You know, girls, everyone can like Star Wars now. It's a bit more sort of, they do have toys catered to, to girls, which is something that I think over the years they've lacked. But Especially now that Ray's in it uh, and Rose. Um, that's it. That's the. It's the, the when, I, when Kenner, the, the the ones who made the toys originally, like for the for the, the first Star Wars in '77, like from then on, they they made the Princess Leia. Obviously, was the only really female character, and I say the the only. Literally, if you look, 
There is mm. maybe a commander in Return of the Jedi there. That 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 female thing with the lips that sings. But I mean, <laughs> representation-wise. But the toys, to be fair, you know, they got every single layer costume. You know, the Cloud yeah. City gown, the the Endor Forest, the obviously the famous white one. You could get all the figures. So even if girls, you know, wanted to play with a female, you know, just the they had the option of just but just that one really, but look, the toys kind of did follow what the film's narrative had given them. So mm. you know, now they've got yeah. the female characters in the lead, but but Princess Leia was a really strong character, so as well, you know, she killed Jabba, saved Luke, you know. Yeah, but oh, just, she, just I, I feel like same time though. Um, you got to the the. Um, the, La- the Return of the Jedi, and she's kind of reduced to be sort of a, a sex symbol, and yeah. you know she's in that bikini with being chained up to Jabba, and it kind of felt a bit like backwards. Yeah, in the, you know, especially in like the second film, she was doing a lot more, and uh, even in the first, she was sort of like back, you know, back talking to Darth Vader and everything, and you were like. Oh, she's cool. I like her. She's got. She's a bit sassy, but at the same time, I didn't really sort of associate her with being a uh, action hero. Really, it wasn't her story. Story. It was Luke's story. We were sort of watching unfold, and yeah. as a result, um, I always felt like I wanted Luke to be. I wish it been. I would pretend to be Luke, but I would be a female version of Luke. <laughs> yeah. in my, like, when I write out, I used to write out all my stories, like when it was um, English at school, and we were allowed to write stories, I was always write out, like, basically changed the plot of, it was still Star Wars, but I just yeah. changed it and made Luke a girl. And I was like, pretty much plagiarism, or, you know. <laughs> but that that's my sort of experience with Star Wars toys. It's not it's not been that great because obviously, um, like I said, it was kind of a bit not a bit of a secret to me because I was a bit worried what other people would think, especially like my peers, you know. So yeah. I, I thought I would just share that with you. Yeah, I don't. When I look back, I mean, I was an, I'm an eighties when I was in the in the eighties when I was sort of growing up, and um, I don't remember. I remember I had friends where we'd have all the figures and we'd have, not hundreds of them, but we'd have loads and we'd go and we'd go play and we'd have a big Star Wars fest and then we'd come home and have different figures because we'd swap them. And, you know, it was like that. We'd go to the shops and we'd get pocket money. But I never remember playing with girls with Star Wars. Honestly, like, thinking back now, it's not something I've really thought about, but I don't remember. So whether there was catered for them or not, I think the time I grew up, and probably you two as well, or even now, it's still kind of like they're not pushed on, or they're not encouraged to play with those type of toys anyway. So I think that's something about how we're sort of raised, rather than mm. what what the films did, you know. But from Kenner's Star Wars collection comes the Stormtrooper, the Sand People, and all twenty action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and more, each sold separately. And now Boba Fett, Star Wars villain, with his laser rifle. I think the, the the whole point of Star Wars is almost like Luke Skywalker's a bit of a blank slate. 
Mm. You know, as a character, and you can sort of project yourself onto it. It's, you know, um, he's, like, quite young, and he's kind of a bit sort of, Impressionable. Yeah, and and it's it's a very sort of simple story, which I think a lot of children can follow quite easily, even, you know, uh, and there's certainly, there is, I mean, I was a huge Star Wars fan, and I know a lot of girls, um, you know, nowadays are quite big fans and everything, and Mm. it's, it's still a bit, I don't know, if I mention it to any of my friends now, that I, I was a huge Star Wars fan, they were like, oh yeah, I love Star Wars too, but it's like, yeah, but growing up, you were, you know, I, just, I wouldn't be able to mention that to you, because I, you know, you would just laugh at me, and call me a boy or something. But, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird, but, um, so, Robin, what was your sort of first, you said you sort of touched on it, but what's your, do you remember the first toy that you ever got? I'd like to say my first two toys I got was the Darth Vader from the original and the the Luke when he's when he's all in white. So initially the first time he appears in the original, I think that they're the two I might have had. That's what I'm thinking. But I had such a collection of entries that it's difficult to say. But I know definitely those two. I remember having those two when I was really young. Just just those two alone. But they were probably my first, if I had to guess. My daughter's got a project for school. She has to obviously talk about her parents' toys. So I, I just told about the, what I called Atats when I was little, which is the, the like the dog robot thing, you know, in Empire Strikes Back. When yeah. me and my brother were kids, my brother's two years younger than me, so when we were little kids, we came downstairs Christmas morning and we had one each, you know, and it, and it was like, it is amazing because like, we were a particular, you know, well-off family, you know, so just getting the figures was like we had to save. But to have one each, uh, massive toys to wear. Um, it was amazing, really, because they, they weren't cheap then, and they actually no. But I, I remember that vividly, uh, having one each, because uh, you could put the figures inside, and you know they had the little peg holes in the feet so you could stand them up. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, uh, so that is a good. That is a memory that I remember a lot. You know that, and getting your, your first bike and things like that. You know, it's up there with that, I think. And did you reenact the films out, or did you sort of make up your own stories? Both, really. I mean, I was thinking about some of the characters, like the, the bounty hunters from, from Empire Strikes Back. There's a couple where you just see them when you're introduced to Boba Fett, and you you see them, and then you don't see them again. They just sort of stood there as like a man who looks like a lizard with a suit on them, you know. Uh, you could get the figures, so your imagination, you know, it kind of encourages your imagination to have other make other stories and watch another film and you know um, there's a character in Return of the Jedi Admiral Akbar is called and he's got like a very peculiar face and a point on the back of his head and my brother would turn his head around and he'd be like a pointy face villain you know and would, <laughs> would that's what I remember and that's that's kind of what the Star Wars figures did so even the figures that that were in the film are very long you would you would use them for something else, and I think the Star Wars phenomenon kind of encourages you to do that with your imagination, you know, as you touched upon before. So, yeah, we'd make our own narratives, I think. That's quite cool. Yeah. And what about you, Jonathan? Um, let's see. I had I had an, an X-wing fighter uh, wow. that I played with just constantly. 
I believe this is like maybe after after the re-release of all three of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I think I got I got that for Christmas or something like that. And I would just spend hours and hours playing with it. There, there is a, a, a company called Micro Machines or something like that. Yeah. There's a toy line, and they had these miniature toys of popular stuff like Star Wars, Star Trek, and stuff like that. So I had that, and I just, again, pretended I was Han Solo or maybe Luke Skywalker or just some Rebel Alliance uh, pilot. <laughs> and I would just pretend that I'm... Basically, I'm just playing around and pretending that I'm in space in a, in a uh, dogfight. And then uh, later on, when um, episode one came out, my mom got me a plastic lightsaber. <laughs> it, uh, it was the one that Flygon had. And again, yeah. played with it for hours and hours and hours and pretended I was a Jedi Knight. And even then, when I didn't actually have Star Wars toys, I would just pretend that <clears throat> I had a stick or some household appliance that looked like a lightsaber, and I would just swing it around and pretend I'm, I'm, you know, engaged in a battle with the a, with the Sith or with uh, some droids or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I. I broke a couple items in the process of doing that. <laughs> mom, mom and dad were not pleased with me <laughs> on that, and I had to be extremely careful while pretending I'm in Star Wars land. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think I really had, like, a favorite character. I mean, I had characters I liked, like, you know, Luke and Han and Chewie. Yeah. Uh, Bo- uh, Boba Fett, but there—I don't know if there's ever like a character I was ever really, you know, really drawn and attached to. Like, oh, that's that's you know my that's my all-time <laughs> favorite character or anything like that. I just I just really enjoyed kind of bouncing around different, pretending to be different characters because I, I kind of like them all. Yeah, you do mimic them as as a kid. You sort of mimic. Your role models, and I know Han Solo was someone I because of Harrison Ford as well because he was because he was Indiana Jones at the time mm. as well. He was like the biggest scene, biggest star back then, and so the, he has like that black waistcoat thing on, whatever you would call it. So I wanted to dress like that as a kid, you know, I wanted to wear a white shirt, and I wanted, and obviously my mother, my mother would have been like, you know, that's not the uniform, you can't. No, it's but it's Star Wars, you know. I mean, I could have said Chewbacca. I mean, how was that going to work? But um, yeah. I, I could do that now, you know, because I've got the beard and everything. But... You know, that's the one thing I never did. I never like dressed up in costume as as as, as a Star Wars character. I usually dressed up as either uh, I dressed up as Woody from Toy Story <laughs> and uh, Goku from Dragon Ball Z. And a couple of years I was like a like Ghostface or something like that. But I never did uh, a Star Wars character. I, yeah. I wish I had done because I was always like when it came to Halloween if it's always boring like the witch you know just like a pointy hat and that's it that's the generic girl costume is like mm-hmm. a, a witch mm-hmm. uh, you know and so, if, if not you were like a 
pretty princess or something with like butterfly wings and it's like no i want to go as luke skywalker and i want a lightsaber yeah. but you know i never got my way i want and to be r2d2 that'd be amazing you could that how would, could, how would that how would that costume work though i was thinking like you know one of those metal dustbins yeah it'd be quite <laughs> yeah. big it'd have to be quite big out of scale i suppose but yeah well i think i could pull that off actually because I'm, <laughs> I'm really short so you oh, know. Right, yeah <laughs> um so, so we've all had quite interesting experiences with like star wars and, and, and star wars toys but um do you think that um, the choice that, like, the choice that children have nowadays, but like, how many Star Wars toys there are, they're just everywhere. You go to, you know, wherever you go to any toy store, and there's just like aisles and aisles of it. And now that it's also, um, what's it? There's teddy bears and there's oh. clothing and there's, you know, it's now it's in the everything. Disney store mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's everything, isn't it? I mean, it, it, I think it's always been like that to some extent. And I think the merchandise rollout has kind of coincided with what, what things are like now, you know, with the blockbuster films and merchandise. You know, the Avengers is exactly the same. You know, if you name an item, you can go and get an, a one with a Hulk on it. Um, have you also noticed, side point, that well, when you look at Avengers stuff, I don't know if you do, I do because I have children. But uh, that's my excuse. You never see Thor. Thor's always missing. He's always like, if there's three of them, it'll be Thor that's erased. Which is quite yeah. weird because of the new film as well. Maybe that'll change now. But uh, that was just the thing I was thinking, and it was the same with the, some of the Star Wars things. Like when you get dolls, you know, you can get um, what's his name, Finn, and you can get you know Poe. But you couldn't find Ray and. And I thought that's it was weird because I, I thought, have we not evolved since then? I mean, even like she's like, the main character. Yeah, as I was say, she's like she's basically the star of the she's like the star of those two of the two of the two new franchises, and there's no there's no toys for her. That's that's really odd and dis- very dis- disappointing. I mean, I've got I, want- I did buy some. I've got some of the rare toys, you know, the for the kids. Um, so <laughs> still in packaging. Like, I know it's just a particular doll that I was looking for. Not looking for, but I saw the dolls of the like the action men at the Aspros, whatever you want to call them. And I couldn't see me. I couldn't never found it. I just I said I said to my wife at the time like it's, it's a bit strange that you you know it's not sold out. They just haven't got it. New Star Wars Forces of Destiny. You can save the universe using Princess Leia's quick thinking and Chewbacca's mighty escape any situation with Sabine's creativity. Then help Rey save her friends by tapping into the power of the Force. Yeah, uh, there was some controversy about the Monopoly edition of Force Awakens. Yeah. I think it was the Monopoly edition, where they had every you could be every like little piece, like the game pieces, but they didn't have a Ray one. Well, that's ridiculous. They, well, and you're just thinking, what? Why is it? Do they think that you know you're not? Someone's going to pick that up and be like, oh, I don't want to play girl character. 
you know yeah. it, it kind of annoys me and that's what I was saying in terms of like um, for girls who are fans of Star Wars it's still a little bit it's still a bit of a a male like um, a, a man type of thing a boy's thing it's not really sort of catered to girls and I, I think that's a lot with like just to go off on a little I went to my boyfriend has got Nerf guns um, you know <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> which I tried to not encourage him to buy but actually a lot of fun and we went down to go buy some you know in the local toy store just because we like to have like you know Nerf battles yeah. and um, right. I was looking and on the packaging it's all boys playing with it and then they had a small section which were Nerf guns for girls but they were pink and they were smaller and it was like decorate your own nerf gun and it had all these like glittery stuff and like sequins and like diamantes and everything and i was just like no the girls don't want to do that they want their own you know why do we have to have ones that we've got to decorate and make pretty yeah. when we just want to shoot people with it <laughs> seems like crazy to me and I just think there's a lot of like that with the, the toy aisles are still sort of segregated in a way yeah. when you go to toy stores like you've got boys which are all like cool toys like shooting toys and action figures and exciting stuff that pop up and you press a button and it makes explosion noises and then you've got pink and it's just pink everywhere with like Barbie dolls and and like My Little Pony and, and stuff and it all feels like sometimes boys like to play with those toys and girls like to play with boys toys can't we just make them all in the same aisles why do they have to be in separate parts of the store and why do they have to all be painted pink and it just kind of annoys me and we're still sort of in this I don't know blue versus pink <laughs> yeah it's true because even my my mother probably my, my father they'll still comment on if my um if my son wears uh, like pink pants you know because he's, he's they've been passed down from his big sister she's too big now and we're not going to throw him you, you could you don't mind he like he likes <laughs> pink and like when we go to the shops he'll he tends to look at the, like, the, the baby that cries you know or uh, and she's and the girl will look at the like the guns or the, the ninja turtles, you know, things like that. So yeah, it's I think that's the way we've kind of raised them a little bit, but we want them to make their own choices about it, and not just go to the pink eye and blue eye or. It's yeah, it was kind of like that um, when I was a girl. It was kind of like my parents didn't mind and, and climb trees, and you know, I I was one of these kids that loved to go and climb a tree and be outdoors and or you know. Um, but my grandparents were kind of like a bit more traditional and they sort of wanted me to play with Barbie dolls and baby, those awful, oh, those awful babies that you have to put on the, the you, you know, the, the ones that pee and that I don't get, oh. like, why do I want to play with that? And it was always like so disappointing when it came to Christmas and birthdays, it's like, I would be like, I want Pokemon, I want Star Wars, you know? Instead, I've got, like, a Barbie doll. I used to just do the whole thing where I cut my Barbie doll's hair off, you know, and cover her in tattoos and everything to make her look kind of cool. Oh. But, 
Yeah, I did the same to my sister's dolls, and she wasn't happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in terms of Star Wars, do you? Uh, I, I guess, Robin, it sounds like you still have toys. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm action not, figures. I'm, I'm not, not allowed sh- to call them toys. <laughs> no, you call them toys. No, uh, adult <laughs> merchandise uh, collection. <laughs> It's Let me funny. guess, they, they, but uh, I mean, they're still in their packaging and they haven't been opened, right? Mm, some, some are. I mean, I've got some that are not open, and some that are. You know, um, I've actually got some in front of me. I've just just popped into the kitchen now, and my wife has decorated the, the table, so I'm surrounded by. I'm like in a Star Wars store. Honestly, I'll take I'll take a photo. I've even got a coffee <laughs> in a. I like my coffee on the dark side mug. <laughs> <laughs> so do I have toys you ask me yeah yes yeah. I do um, do, the chi- do the children play with them uh, I try and avoid it if I can uh, it's just usually like I'll show them and then no no don't touch it just listen <laughs> or just look you know. <laughs> so, but yeah I mean there's still a big kid in me somewhere so even I've even got like you know Ray and um, I've forgotten the bad guy's name now the Adam Driver figure Oh, Kylo. Yeah, I've got oh, Kylo cool. then, yeah. And, you know, I've got, as, a, as you probably saw in the photograph I sent earlier, I've got the Tauntaun and Wampa cuddly toys that, that sort of, like, growl at you. We've got Yoda out of D2. Yeah. Uh, so it's for the kids, really. Oh, no, my secret's out. What am I saying? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's like a, it's kind of grown up. It's, it's um, followed me from childhood to, to where we are now, and... When you go to the toy store, do you feel like compelled to go press all the buttons and make them talk and play around with them when no one's looking? Yeah, well, I, look, I tell them, if my kids are with me, I'll be like, oh, look, this looks Star Wars. And they'll go look at something else and I'll be like, I'll just stay here. <laughs> and pretend I've lost my kids, you know, like, well, we're, oh, we're my children. Oh, I'll, I'll wait here by R2D2 uh, backpack. And, uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for it, really. It's, it's probably the only thing that's followed me into adulthood. I mean, I, I used to like He-Man figures. I liked Transformers. They're just, just not the same kind of appeal to me, and the, obviously the universal appeal as well. It's, it's managed to last this long because they've obviously had the films come out in the, you know, in the 80s and then they had the films come out in the 90s so there was like a whole new generation they could introduce toys to with like an expand on the universe of Star Wars and then now we're into like the 2010s <laughs> and there's a whole new generation yeah so, um, uh, and now they can expand on it even further and they've done like um, the animated show the clone wars and yeah. expanded on that and you've got all the the lego games <laughs> yeah I mean, i'm not a big fan of the legos and some of the other stuff like the subcategories like the the animated i'm not really a big fan of but i was on ebay looking for the toys as well and i, I probably will buy some i've been meaning to do it for a long time you know just the nostalgic side of it and just just get the old ones, you know, because you, always, you always lose the guns for, for the very the old figures from the yeah. 80s. The guns you always lose. The lightsabers, I remember, they were kind of in the arm, so you could like just sort of push it out, which was genius. 
What about you, Jonathan? Do you have Do you have any toys nowadays? Uh, I do. I just have them locked away. Uh, in I think it's in Dad's study room. We're We're gonna take them out. They just collect dust now. Oh, um. There, I, I mean, we were going to take them over to, like, Goodwill and just kind of, like, donate them, but we never really did, so they're, they're, they're still in there. Uh, I don't, I can't remember the last time I really took one out and just, like, looked at it or, you know, played, played with one of them, but I still, I still think I still have a few. Um, and by the way, Robin, I'm surprised you don't like the, the Lego Star Wars, because that was, those were fun to make. But yeah, the Legos well, yeah. in general have always been fun for me. That was like a staple of my childhood. Uh, but no, some some of the like some like the Lego Star Wars. Some of them I did. I, I can never fully build and let make it look like what was on the box. But I still had fun trying to kind of construct uh, the Millennium Falcon or uh, the the Boo uh, fighter plane or something like that. Yeah, I mean. We- we liked Lego when we were kids. My brother he had a massive box of Lego. We used to build things. But I think when I was that, that age, I think the Lego Star Wars wasn't really a thing. That it was just the, the right. Kenner figures, and then Hasbro sort of started making them in the late eighties, like those, like the ones you mentioned, those like mini mini ones. You know, the tried to yeah. like, revive the original because people have thought about that by the late eighties. And I think I grew up a bit and adolescence, and then you become a young adult. And then after I think you start becoming a child again. That's the only way I can put it. And so now I'm like, so now I'd probably be into the Lego. I just didn't. I just I've not had the chance to correlate the two because in that time I was probably you know becoming a man or drinking or and now I've settled a bit and oh I'm going to look at Star Wars again. So it's certainly something I look at now. But I just don't think they were around when I was when I was you know young. The Lego anyway. The Lego Star Wars. Well, I. It's funny because I'm the oldest of five kids and my I have a younger sister who I think is four years younger than me. And then my mom had my brother when I was ten. And that's when I started getting into Star Wars. Um, but when, he, you know, my other sister, she was interested in all that stuff. It was all, her favorite game was playing schools for some strange reason. Like, she go home and she'll like make up a mock classroom and do a register and everything. She's like the most boring game ever. And um, uh, when my brother started to grow up, he got into Star Wars and he got like all the toys. And by the time I, got, you know, he, by the time I actually had the toys to play with, I was like 15. And I thought, wait a second, I can't play with these toys now. But yeah. I was still. Yeah, you know, whenever he wanted to play with them, I'd still try and play with him, but he would want to put his Spider-Man inside a Millennium Falcon, and I'm like, no, that's not right, what are you doing? You can't incorporate, you know, the Marvel into Star Wars, but <laughs> yeah. now, <laughs> now we're like, um, Disney owns Star Wars and Marvel, so yeah. I wonder, you know, whether that would be allowed now. <laughs> yeah, I think we would have done that when we were kids, we'd have had like maybe the He-Man figures, which were back they were significantly bigger you know mostly than the, the Star Wars figures were so small they were, so we probably pretended they were like giants you know, like He-Man He-Man's like this blonde ogre that's trying to but, that, <laughs> but that's being a child I suppose 
Yeah, I suppose like you can you use your imagination and everything, and, and it's kind of like it's your favorite toy, and you want to combine them together and play with them both. So why not? Why can't you have a Spider-Man flying around? You know. Star Wars large-size action figures, up to 15 inches tall, and ready for action. Large-sized Darth Vader, Chewbacca, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, each sold separately from Kenner. Uh, what, what do you think will be sort of the future of Star Wars? Like, we're obviously we've got we've had uh, um, Rogue One, we've got Han Solo film coming out, and and then the the third. Yeah. part of the new trilogy do you feel like they're going to be able to continue it and will they still be able to produce the toys oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that, 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 I think that almost goes without saying because it's I think because, because Star Wars is so ingrained into well every generation going back to the set going back to the late 70s yeah they'll they'll find new ways to make the series interesting be it another film series or maybe expanding on the in the universe you know with more television shows or cartoon shows or you know novels or whatever they're going to find a way to uh continue go continue uh, going and thriving so that's that's not really a big worry no because i mean the the original we think about the original toys from the, i'm always going to talk about the first three because that's my childhood but so as the 80s sort of war away the People are fickle, aren't they? And there's like new things came like action, um, action force or transformers or whatever. So Star Wars, like believe it or not, kind of fizzled away. But it, it's not going to happen now because it's got that history, because it's got that, mm. and it's got the Phantom Menace, and it's got the spin-offs, which are actually they're actually pretty good. But I do get there's a buzz of people I know, um, not everybody, but I think even my brother, who was a Star Wars fan like me when we were kids, you know. He's getting a bit... He doesn't really like the films. He's getting a bit fed up of it. I think people are getting a bit fed up. So I don't know how that's going to affect you know, the population, but perhaps they'll have a break after the third one. Come mm. up with something else in five years. And the toys will be all really cheap, which is great. And then... So I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I, I think perhaps we do need a break from it. Yeah, I just feel like... Um, I really don't like the look of the Han Solo film. No, 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 I've got a very bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like as a kind of... I don't want him to have a, a prequel. I don't want to know really too much about his backstory because that was kind of what made character quite interest, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't know what, want to know what bad, bad things he's done. Or... No, well, I don't think he's going to be doing any bad things. No, it's probably a totally different person. Yeah, well, that's the kind of idea that I'm getting across. And um, the fact that they ended the trailer with, like, Chewie, uh, and you were like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Well, we know what's going to happen. He's going to survive, and we're going to see him. And, you know, it doesn't seem like the risk is there, because we know that character is going to sort of, well, survive, and it just feels a bit, like, cheating. There's not, like, a montage, you know, with a holding hands and running on the beach you know and having ice cream and like puts it on Chewbacca's nose and I don't I don't want any of that 
<laughs> it would be funny. It would be funny, but um, I don't know if it's. And I'm being a bit being a bit silly, but it feels a bit silly that they're doing the the spin-offs. I mean, to answer your question further, then maybe they're going to do that with other characters. You know, um, Luke as a child, or what, what happened yeah. to Princess Leia and Luke as children. Um, Yoda. I mean, they could do it. They could do all sorts. To be fair. Um, but- yeah, but I feel like I kind of don't want to see all of those characters. I want new characters, and that's what I found a bit refreshing about Rogue One. Yeah, was that that was a bit of a new story to me. The tragic ending. Though, oh god. Yeah, that was a real bummer ending. I know. Like, try, try reenacting that out as children with toys. Yeah. Well, I have to know? explain that to my kids, like one of my daughters. Like, well, what, what's that? Oh, it's just. Uh, uh, it's just big waves, you know. It's the tidal wave. Don't worry. They're just having a swim. They're having a swim, honest. Um, that's a, just a quick question. I know we probably want to wrap this up, but mm. do you think Star Wars has got a bit too dark now? Oh, definitely, mm. yeah. Dark as in, like, uh, is it too much of a downer, or is well, it, it, the theme's just too, too much for you kids? Yeah, that sort of thing. I mean, uh, I was just... I think it's a down. Like, yeah, Rogue One is a, is a big down. I mean, I think, like, like what Robin was saying, Rogue One was definitely just a huge downer at the end. Uh, but spoiler, I, I, I understand kind of why because it, it, it's supposed to tie into Episode Four. Um, but even you know, Empire Strikes Back, it was a bit. It was kind of I don't know. If it wasn't a downer. It was just very. Uh, bittersweet because, you know, the Rebels got their asses kicked. Uh, Han Solo was frozen at carbonite. Uh, yeah. Luke lost his hand. <laughs> it's pretty bad. They're just, at this yeah. point, it's just them kind of regrouping for the next for the next battle. Yeah. But you think so, Empire Strikes Back is like, it kind of redefined for that time, the hero that was, that was a pretty dark, that was a that was Heroes first win. time. That was pretty dark. Yeah. That was kind of a dark way to end the movie. Heroes should always win. The good guys always win, but they didn't in that film. So people were like, I mean, people didn't even like Empire Strikes Back when it came out because of that. I mean, I, I, I was when I watched it probably when I was a kid, I was like, well, hang on a minute, what? what, what? Darth Vader wins? I don't understand. You know, and then it follows on to Return of the Jedi. But good bad guys never win, and, and they're doing this. You know, and that's why they're all staring out the window at the end, and they're all. Oh, what now? Yeah. Kind of like I was. Uh, I, I only think, like, my problem is, is um, with the uh, one that's recently came out, um, The Last Jedi, Last Jedi yeah. I, felt, I felt like that was a little bit dark in places in terms of um, Finn nearly dying. That's kind of a problem that now it's catering to less for children and more for adults but then they have all these toys aimed at children <laughs> so it's kind of a bit I don't know I felt like oh I wouldn't if I was taking my cousin to see it I really would wouldn't want him to watch some of those some of those scenes they're a bit uh, like the bit um, when they're having a fight Ray and Kylo Ren mm. and there's yeah, like slices. Yeah, uh, there's like limbs know, like coming after. off, uh, heads coming <laughs> off, and that's a bit violent. Like, I don't know, I, it's, you don't see any blood or anything, but at the same time, it's like, 
That guy's just had his head come off and it's rolling around the floor and stuff. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah. See, I'm still a child. I'm, I'm laughing at that. Yeah, that's bad. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, considering the other films, like uh, um, the sort of episode one and episode two, they're kind of a bit silly. I mean, with Jar Jar and you got... Yeah, awful. Really bad, like... CGI and they're not really that serious. I mean, I think the, the third one is a little bit more serious. And uh, they are, you know, the one with the Ewoks, Return of the Jedi, that's all very kid-friendly, but then suddenly you get into the later ones and it's like, oh, this is actually really, like, dark. Like, so-and-so's died. This has happened. They went all through all that and nothing changed. The Empire is still, yeah. like, now the First Order. Like, what? <laughs> Why is yeah. this time to ta- teach children? What's like, happening? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I feel, do you feel like it needs to go back to being a bit more, like, friendly, family fun? <laughs> right. Or do you quite like the way it is now? Uh, you know, I actually thought the, the Force Awakens was going to be like right PG. I, I just assumed it would be like PG, and the fact it got a PG thirteen rating, like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, carry on from Episode three, and the content is like, yeah, this really could have easily been PG, and just. Not, and you wouldn't have even you wouldn't know, really know, know much of it, seen much of a difference. Uh, yeah, there could have been a few things that they could have cut out or made a little bit less dark. And that I wonder if that was because it was directed by J.J. Abrams, maybe. Um, you know, he's coming that from probably had something to do with it. Yeah, he's coming also, from Star also Trek. Disney, really. That ever since Pirates of the Caribbean, Disney's embraced PG thirteen, or just you know darker kind of movies. Surprisingly enough, I do feel like yeah, it's become a bit more serious, and I wonder if that is sort of society type of thing, um, sort of post nine eleven as well. But yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like um, it's. I do like the tone that they're going with, but at the same time, I don't know what... It feels a bit odd that they've still got lots of toys and it seems less uh, aimed at children now, more of like teenagers or sort of adults, you know? But yeah. it's still, still, we had pork, so what more do you want? I wonder how the world <laughs> one. Rogue One toys, I wonder how, what longevity they've got because it was just that one and the kids are going to watch it and be like, oh, well, I, well, I can't play with them now because, you know, because that happened yeah, well, at the end. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, like like I did, you, you know, you, you, you can do use characters for other things, but I wonder if that's like kind of a, a bit of a merchandise killer instantly. Mm. And I still see the toys. I still see them in my local stores. Um, and I, you know... I don't know if, that, if that's a good thing or not, but it says Star Wars on it, and I think a lot of kids don't really care which film it was from, you know, as long as it's a hero or a, a villain. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't really feel like Rogue One was a kid's film. No. no. And as a result, I'm, I was still kind of surprised to see that they had toys out. 
because it just didn't seem like a very it seems not very marketable yeah yeah it's like a really hard hard one to market yeah. It's, it's like, like bringing out toys for like Titanic or something. Yeah, or like like Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'll pick up a fur to have a Fight yeah. Club toy. I knew that know? was a bad, bad example when I said it. I mean, I was trying to think. That would be pretty awesome. You'd like pull the like. <laughs> can you imagine you pull the string? Yeah. Like... <laughs> That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Just one of my favourite toys as a kid was the Yoda's house. Yeah, the Dagobah system. He's like he lives in like a, like a sort of swamp. like a yeah, like a swamp dome. And it, I had the toy, and it was it was kind of to scale. And wow. I had a little, a little swamp. It was just basically like if you imagine the size of a yogurt pot, a circle, sponge with like cuts in it. And you just dip your, you dip your fingers in. It's like a swamp. Oh my god. Um, but the 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 toy scale was really funny when I was little because I remember thinking, well, I want the Death Star. That'd be a great toy. But can you imagine how big that would be? And even like oh, the no, Millennium Falcon, they had to like adjust it. You know, you see that in the film, and they're like they run around the they run around the perimeter of it. But in the toy, it's like it's just like a, like a wedge, and they can sit down the table. But the cat, it's it's too. So it's funny like I was wanted to mention the scale of the toys. Like it was confusing as a kid because why 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 can't they make the Death Star? I know it's gonna be massive, but it'd be the size yeah. of your, the size of your house, wouldn't it? That'd be so cool, though. But like, the yeah, she had a Death Star that you could live in. Yeah, I'm sure and there was a toy, but it was probably just get three figures in it and that's it. This is actually great. I really want to go buy some toys now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to go on eBay shortly and just see what there is from the original films and uh, for the kids. Oh, yeah, for the definitely for the kids. Nobody's yeah. going to believe that. I don't have that excuse. <laughs> no. Well, no. I was just going to say um, before we wrap up, what's next week's one going to be about. Oh, we'll be coming to Cannes as well, so possibly some kind of international cinema or the Cannes Film Festival um, chat. I think there's plenty to talk about there. We could talk about the new films or we could talk about the history of it, whatever you want. But I think that's where I want to go, sort of international films, if, if that's okay with everybody else. Okay. Well, uh, thanks, Robin, and thanks, Jonathan. Uh, it's great to talk to you today. And uh, to everyone at uh, listening, you can check us out at filmotomy.com and uh, we've got an exciting week coming ahead with World Cinema. Uh, Robin, can you just briefly tell us what that's all about? Um, yeah, we're just looking at shining a bit more of a light on World Cinema, which is something we've wanted to do for a while. So we've got collectively myself and the rest of the writers, we've got a bunch of other people from outside to just contribute little blabs. We've got a hundred sort of bit of awareness to follow down some you'll have heard of some you won't some are films that you didn't know that director made you know it's really insightful it's going to lead us into the Cannes Film Festival which is very very international anyway so it's it's, it's the timing of it is quite apt yeah and Han Solo will be playing at the Cannes Film Festival do you see we great, all came full circle great link great link awesome check us out and um just before we leave, I want to say, may the force be with you.